Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. Fantastic guest coming up in just a second, but we got to talk about our presenting sponsor. It's BetOnline.ag, and it's BetOnline.ag season because the Super Bowl is right around the corner. It's coming up in a couple of days. That's why BetOnline is your number one source for all your football action, odds, stats, trends, and lines. So head to BetOnline today and stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the show, listening to us wherever you get your podcast, listening to us on SiriusXM, or watching us on Sports Talk Chicago. I am Joey Christopoulos. Follow me at Joey Sports Guy. We're bringing in our guest here right now to talk a little Justin Fields, Super Bowl, and myfrontpagestory.com. He is seven-year NFL veteran. You can check out his fantastic podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, or his work as an analyst for college football in Westwood One, or for the NFL, it's Ross Tucker. Ross, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be back with you. Good to be have, have you back on. Uh, we are going to talk a little Super Bowl, but if you don't mind, we're a little selfish here in the land of Chicago right now. <laughs> so I do want to get you to weigh in a little bit on uh, the Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams, or maybe even door number three. Um, I just want to ask you, um, as someone that follows the game, I love your perspective so much. What advice could you impart to general manager Ryan Poles as he's going through this process right now, which I think is more complex than a lot of people think? You know, I've kind of gone back and forth on that one, actually, in terms of the more complex than you think. Because mm. on the one hand, you know, you can take into account, well, what would they get if they traded the number one overall pick and the resources there? And you can look at the contract for the number one overall pick versus, you know, what they would get if they traded for Justin Fields or if Justin Fields plays well and they give him a new contract. And there, it is multi-layered like that. I actually, like, if I talked to Ryan Poles, my advice would actually be to, to, to be a lot simpler with it. Mm. I Don't think about the contracts. Don't think about the draft choice compensation. Do you have a quarterback that you think can be a top 10 guy in Justin Fields, and you're confident about that? Or do you think that Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever is a top 10, top five caliber guy? Because when you look at the playoffs, when you look at the guys that get fired, I mean, you know, I did that Bears-Falcons game week 17 for CBS, which was awesome. It was snowing at Soldier Field. I he, was looked, like, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. Yeah, this day. is amazing. Well, yeah, and Justin looked incredible in that game. Yeah. No question. And I was really impressed, by the way, talking with him the, the day before. Really impressive young man. I, I was impressed by that conversation with him. You know, on some level, I feel like if we're still having the conversation after three years, that probably in and of itself says something. You know, you think about Brock Purdy's in the Super Bowl in year two. You think about C.J. Stroud, who's, you know, obviously had a fantastic rookie year. And that doesn't mean that Justin Fields can't get there to be a top 10 quarterback. Maybe he could, but the fact that it's year three in the books and we're still having the question, you have to, you have to tell yourself it's probably going to, it, it would be 50, 50 at best. Right mm -hmm. now, the flip side is everybody likes Bryce young and Bryce young didn't look real good. You know, it's going to be an uphill battle for him to even be a top 20 quarterback in the league. Meanwhile, 
I don't remember anybody banging the drum for C.J. Stroud to go ahead of Bryce Young, and now C.J. Stroud already was a top 10 quarterback this year. So um, they're both kind of 50-50 propositions. Only the Bears know how they feel about fields, and only the Bears know how they feel about guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May. But I know this. You know, the Falcons got fired. You know, Arthur Smith got fired because he had a bottom 10 quarterback in in Desmond Ritter, maybe even bottom five with him and Heineke. All the guys that got fired, Bill Belichick, Vrabel. I mean, none of the commanders, Ron Rivera, none of them had a, a top 10 quarterback, top 15 guy. You, they, I think that they need to go forward with whatever quarterback they think has the best chance to be a consistent top 10 guy because that's the best chance you have as a franchise to be able to have sustained success. That was the follow-up I wanted to throw at you because you you did call that Bears-Falcons game. And I wanted to ask you, as someone that has played the game, that talks to evaluators, that evaluates the game yourself, how much do you put stock into or how do you weigh the pros and cons of the flashes of what we would call elite play, the flashes of brilliance, the potential, the tantalizing possibility versus how important it is to be consistent in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. How do you kind of wade through that? And maybe do you, do you put a little bit more of a priority on one more than the other? It's a really, really good question. And um, I guess what I would tell you is that what separates non-NFL players from NFL players, average from good, good from great, it really is consistency. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really how often you're able to do things at a high level on a consistent basis. You know, I'm sure they could convince themselves that Shane Waldron will be able to maximize Justin Fields skills like he did Geno Smith and have a lot of success with him. And you know what? They might be right. And I, I'm glad they got Waldron. And I'm glad, by the way, I thought that was genius to, to lock in Waldron before these other head coaching hires were made. Because, you know, as assistant coach like Waldron, he wants to make sure he can go somewhere where he's calling the offense. And he didn't know if Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson would get head coaching jobs. Like he had to take the bird in hand. So that makes sense to me that the Bears jumped on him and got him. I'm glad he's part of the process. I'm glad he can watch Gino. Um, Gino. I'm glad he can watch Justin Fields and then watch these college guys and really just say, listen, I'll work with any of them. I can maximize any of them. Here, here's what I think. Because um, he's the one that will, will have a really strong opinion of that. And I think that matters. I think that that is uh, really, really important who he thinks would be the best fit especially given I think we have some idea what his offense would be. You know, it's funny because if you just read like the tea leaves, what he did with the reclamation project with Geno Smith, you would think oh, that might bode well for fields, you know, that they feel like he can come in and do that. It's, it's a fascinating, fascinating dynamic for the bears. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, I feel like it's a good problem to have. I don't think that there's a bad answer. They need to decide which they believe is the better answer. Because I do think if they go with Fields, I think he'll play better this year. 
And I think they'll win more games. If they go with the young guy, you know, um, they might not win as many games this rookie year, but maybe they'll feel better about him long-term. Right. The window to maybe win in the next three years could be better with fields, but the window to win the next five to 10 could be better with whoever they drafted. The quarterback. You got to go with whoever you think is the better guy for the next 10 years. Cause that's what you're hoping to have. Yeah. Let's move it on over to the super bowl. Uh, Ross Tucker here joining us on believe in bears. Um, you know, Ross for my money this year, I know everyone uh, loved watching the Baltimore Ravens play. I just thought pound for pound, the San Francisco 49ers were the best team in the NFL um, throughout the course of the season. But what am I saying? Am I really going to go against Patrick Mahomes? Is he gotten to that status now where we can break down the tape all we want, but he just has that, what do we call it? The je ne sais quoi, um, that little extra that's going to give him the edge. Where are you leaning right now in this matchup between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, so first of all, I'm going to start by disagreeing with you mm. because I thought the Ravens were, the, I mean, I would say most of the season, you're probably right. I thought Niners, but then, the end of the year, I definitely thought Ravens. Definitely I mean, thought Ravens were the best team. And what's interesting to me about that is the Ravens essentially, or the Chiefs, I should say, beat the best team in the NFL two years in a row. I thought the Eagles were the best team last year, and the Chiefs beat them in the Super Bowl. I thought the Ravens were the best team this year, and 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 the and obviously the Chiefs beat them last year, which is why I talked about this. On my betting podcast, the Even Money podcast, I think it's nuts that we're in a situation right now where the Niners are favored. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, I the three playoff games, the Chiefs were clearly the better team, right? Better than the Dolphins. And that includes at Buffalo, at Baltimore. The Niners... I mean, I know you don't like to hear this as a Bears fan, but there's like six different plays in that game where they should have lost to the Packers. Six plays I can name off the top of my head that they went the other way, the Packers win. And then the Lions were dominating them like few we've ever seen in the first half. And then let's be honest, the Lions had one of the most epic meltdowns. I mean, that was hard to watch. I'm not a Lions fan, but even for me, that was like tough to stomach yeah. how bad that was by those guys. So... And then, and then you think it's a close game. You're going to take Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan over Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a close game. I, I said this on the Even Money Betting Podcast. I love, absolutely love the Chiefs in this yep. game, especially getting the points. Uh, last one here on the Super Bowl for you. Um, Ross, what I love about the Super Bowl is every single year, we always gravitate towards the quarterbacks as we should. We gravitate towards the offensive weapons as we should the running backs, the wide receivers, the great stories, the narratives, um, the underdog, um, the presumptive champion. But I always feel like every year, whether we like it or not, it always comes down to the unsexy battle of the trenches. Um, and I think this is a perfect corner for you to weigh in right now. So um, on, on that mark right now, is that a little bit of the reason why you like the Chiefs as well? Um, both sides of the ball, who has the edge, who has the advantage in the trenches right now for the Super Bowl matchup? Well, that's an interesting question because most of the year I probably would have said the Niners, mm -hmm. but they've kind of been run on the last couple of weeks by the Packers and lions. Their D tackles are getting pushed around a little bit and the right side of their offensive line has struggled a little bit as well, especially in one-on-one -on -one pass pro. Meanwhile, Chase Young really hasn't um, done a whole lot with you know, ever since they traded for him. 
I would say he's been a disappointment. So I'd give the edge to the Chiefs. You know, at least the first couple drives, I think they were pushing around the Ravens. And the Ravens, I don't know, I thought the Ravens kind of gave up on running the ball for some unknown reason. But I do think the Ravens, uh, without any doubt in my mind, were really good up front. I thought the Chiefs got the better of them. They stopped the run. They ran it more effectively. So I would give that edge to the Chiefs right now, actually. Final question for you, Ross Tucker here on Believe in Bears. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's great to see you again, um, being so generous with your time. Before we get out of here, I always uh, we definitely got to ask you about myfrontpagestory.com. Um, fantastic partnership that you've had with them the last couple of years. Please tell our audience a little bit about it because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Um, this is perfect for birthdays, anniversaries. Oh, and he's got it right there. Uh, my front page story, Ross. Tell us a little bit about it, please. Yeah, you know what? It's awesome. My buddy started the company. I don't know, guys listening or watching. I'm almost married 20 years. You know, you run out of Valentine's Day ideas. I mean, you just get her whatever you're supposed to get her, right? Like the gift I, card. I, or I'm, on, dinner. I'm on six. I'm on six and I'm running on fumes, Ross. On fumes. <laughs> Flowers. Dude, change it up. Seriously. Yeah. Like every, I think every five years, you got to change it up and really surprise her. And then you're good for another five years. Like you, you really are. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. Either you fill out an email with five questions or you talk to one of their writers for, I don't know, 10 minutes while you're driving home from work or whatever. Yep. Tell them how amazing she is. To be able, they write this amazing story for people watching. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's framed. It's incredible. Just to be able to say as she's opening it, honey, I want to do something special for you. So I had a story written about you. That's insane. Absolutely insane. And then, I mean, from my standpoint, when they actually open it up, make sure you give this line. I just never thank her enough for all little things she does. Even if you can't think of anything she does, just say that. They mm -hmm. cry almost every time. It's incredible. Myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. Think about it. Your handwriting's going, it's getting worse by the year, right? So cards are out of the picture. My front page story <laughs> is the perfect way to take your words and put it in there. And who knows, you know, maybe the Chicago Bears can send this to the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders about Justin Fields, maybe, and start building him up and start getting that trade value together. You know, maybe that'd be a, my front page story might be a good way for Ryan Poles to get that there trade value going a little bit. There's some teams that will be interested in Justin, that's for sure. I hope he's starting in the league next year, I would imagine. Ross, One way or the other. Yeah, Ross, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Be well, and thank you for joining Believe in Bears. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me again this year. I appreciate it, Joey. Take care, Ross. Have a great day. All right, take care. Today's episode of Believe in Bears was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Thank you so much for tuning in. We got more coming next week with Corey. Uh, that's it. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Um, and uh, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.